Hello, my name is Scott Bradley and this is Scott's Got a Podcast and we're back for the SPFL 2017-2018 uh, season and I'm joined by John James. How are we? I'm still recovering. Still recovering from Maglev? Yeah. Two weeks, how do you manage that? How do you manage two weeks in Maglev? It's better than being two weeks in Scotland. So. A week was enough for me. A week was plenty enough for me. And I'm back in Scotland. I had my fix. Bradley had his fix. He enjoyed it, but he was ready to return home to Scotland. So he was. And we're going to kick off the podcast. Get straight into it. So uh, Celtic and Hearts. Celtic beat Hearts 4-1. Lots, uh, a lot is going on with Hearts right now. Ian Caffrey got sacked. Uh-huh. Um, what do you make of that then before we delve right into the game? Uh, I, I, I don't know what my feelings are on it. I thought... Uh, obviously, what, what is it, eight, eight wins in 30? Yeah, that's since November, but which is ridiculous. The competitive season hadn't even kicked off yet. Well, if you're, obviously the League Cup's competitive, but you never even played a league game. Yeah, going out of the League Cup and losing to Peterhead was just unacceptable. Help, that was bad. I can't help but feel that their thought process on it was, if he couldn't beat Dunfermline, then what chance does he have against Celtic? I thought... Uh, <laughs> I was surprised. I was surprised, but I wasn't surprised. Like I thought, um, I thought Craig Levine and Ann Budge were going to say, "Okay, we'll give them the first three games or whatever." Right? I think he would. I thought got, they, were, they would have got that if they. I thought they would have done that. I would. I think they would have got it if he would have got out of the group. If he would have got out that the group in the, the league cup, but the fact they never got out of the group was like I it think was bad. And I think just by going just by going by Hearts form, Hearts fans forms, and Twitter. They were just, it seemed like they all just turned on him. And I don't think there was any way back from that. Because me and you are obviously fans of Ian Caffrey, right? We're, we're fans of Ian Caffrey, but the, the the results were just horrible. They were, they were atrocious, so they were. I mean, contrary to what uh, Brendan Rodgers' opinion is, he'd only just brought in all these players. And he'd not even got like a chance for all these players to be properly... Well, to, they'd obviously been about the squad, but they hadn't... They had, they'd only been together for how many games... And he hadn't got a chance to pull in bed in these players that he just signed. Because Rogers was really criticising like the recruitment process yeah. as well, and John Dale was not happy at all. He think, was he quite, was raging. I think quite rightly so that he wasn't happy because what gives Brendan Rogers the right to criticise another club's recruitment policy? He never done it as John Dale said. He never done it at Liverpool. That was true. Yeah. He never went after like, when mine obviously. <coughs> When Brendan Rodgers was at Liverpool, I'm pretty sure Man U were going through transition as well. He never criticised their, their recruitment policy at all. Because Man U are a bigger club. Man U are run by a lot richer people and bigger people. Meanwhile, he's came up to Scotland and as John Daly said again, he's a big fish in a small pond. Mm-hmm. And I think he's starting to think that he runs the show. Because yeah, he's, he's definitely he's starting to think I'm the starting best. To get like that, I'm it? the best manager with the best team. No one can touch me. I can say and do what I want, and that's I think and John Daly's kind of challenged that, which I think quite rightly so. He he backed up if he's never done it anywhere else he's been. So why does he feel he need to do it to In Hearts? Scotland? Yeah, and to Hearts as well. And I I quite frankly I've I've heard always had to say and I don't buy it. I don't buy this that he was just commenting for a young manager. He's like, no, you weren't you. You're trying to. You weren't just sticking up for a young manager. You were criticising a club, and fair enough. We've all said Hearts need to be more open with what their director of football role is. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Ian Caffrey would have had a say in those. Yeah, because if I was saying to you right uh, off air. See, if Ian Caffrey wanted a player, 
and just say Craig Levine didn't want him, then obviously it wouldn't happen. But just say Craig Levine wanted a player and Cafro didn't want him, mm-hmm. then the deal wouldn't happen. So Levine and Cafro had to come to some sort of agreement on that. Do, so do the players they signed aren't even bad signs. Like obviously I don't know a few of them, but there's a few coming from some random links, but there's a few coming from England. Uh, Lafferty, for example, and Berra, they are decent signings. And, 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 and Lafferty actually came out and said the main reason why he signed was because of Ian Cathro. So I don't think, I think for Brendan Rodgers to try and, I don't know if he's insinuating that these signings are not Ian Cathro signings. They are. Like, that's who he wanted. Uh, Ian Cathro was clearly happy to get Berra and Lafferty. And he cl- he's clearly aiming for something. The fact he signed two fullbacks, a winger, a striker, and a centre back. And what did we all say last season that Hearts needed a defender? They needed a centre back to win. They got that right away. They got that. They needed to shore up their defence. They've got two fullbacks. They lost. I think they lost two fullbacks in that Oshaniwa and Reras. I don't know. I don't know if Reras is still there actually. But they lost. A, they lost a few defenders. They brought in two, but three if you count uh, Berra. They've got a striker. But now joins up with a uh, good Chalvez. Yeah, that'll be a decent partnership. And actually. they've got a, a they they've signed obviously the winger as well from England, and there's I think there's a few other players that they've signed, and I don't understand what I, I don't understand what he's Brendan Rodgers' point is here. If he's talking about that Kafir wanted to play football, but then he's saying this is a direct, and he's like, well, you can play football and still be direct. What do you think was a downfall for Kafir? Do you think you remember Chris Boyd came out and said that? Cafra does have the people skills. Do you think it's even from what I from what I've been reading, etc. Right? It was all. It was like I think Cafra had great ideas, but he wasn't. The players weren't really like he wasn't just like describing it all that well. And he just doesn't. I don't know. Like maybe Chris Boyd was right. Ian Cafra doesn't have the people skills or whatever. I think the players did get it because the players clearly liked them. They put the. But it wasn't shown in the the picture. The players clearly like him, and I think he had hearts kind of. I think mean, last season was a write-off. I think mean, we said at the time that you had to write that off because Hearts, that wasn't his team. That was Nielsen's team. They they played for Nielsen. They had an idea of how they wanted to play. Cathro came in mid-December, was it? Yeah, it was, so, I think it was like just the tail end of November, so I think. He came in at an awkward time where you're about to go into the January transfer window. But he, I don't know why he made nine signings in January. Made, that was made, a mistake. I think he made a few signings with the idea that he was just going to add to a strong squad. But I remember the thing, a lot of those Hearts players were already on, they were on short-term contracts, the ones that he signed. So the idea was probably just to get through to the end of the season and then bring in the players they wanted, which he did. He's brought in the players they wanted. And then he's had a poor League Cup. If he had went through the League Cup, I reckon he'd still be Hearts manager. Of course, yeah. It, it, would be, it was just uh, how bad mm. that, that League Cup run was. It was horrendous. Yeah, but it's going back to Chris Boyd's comments. So remember at the time everybody laughed at him and I think I wrote a wee article on it as well. And I thought I thought the criticism for Ian Cathro was unfair. It was. Because the guy was just getting ganged up on by all these ex-players and some country balls as well. I think he did well. deal with the media. I mean, that was one yeah. of the Yeah, never no, no, forget that infamous uh, interview right after the Rafe Rovers game where he was just so flustered all over the place. And like, I think Ian Cathro is one of these guys that's a good coach but not I'm a good manager, if you know what I'm saying. He's not. He's he's great in the training ground. Fantastic coach, but he's not I mean, a manager. What has been proven is I think that he shouldn't have took the Hearts job. I think Hearts job was a bit too big. Uh, they're a big club in Scotland, and they were a big club that had just came off the back of doing well in the previous league campaign, and having a good campaign in the championship. 
So I think maybe if he'd have started off at a maybe a smaller club in Scotland. I think the foundations were all set up for him to do well because he had the director of football and obviously Hearts had a clear vision, right? And you know, it was like all it was all set up for him to do the well blame, and then the it blame just, can't just it was a disaster. The, bl- the blame cannot just go on Ian Catholic. Oh, of course it needs to go on Craig Levine as well, yeah. I think as Bryn Bryn Rogers obviously criticised um, he's clearly criticised the whole setup, which I think a lot of people have also said that hearts need to be more clear in what the setup is. But at the same time, I'll see if he just left the comments there. Even though I still don't believe it's his place to comment on another football club anyway, because it isn't. But he really doesn't know the workings yeah, that go on behind the his, scenes. It's not his place to say that to to say any of these things. However, hearts need to be not even need to be. They don't even need to be clear to the media because no one owes anything to the media. I think. If they're at least clear to their own staff. Everything was all so vague. Remember that time? I think it was a Hearts Harbour Green game at yeah. Tynecastle. John Daly like running down the stairs, passing a note to Ian Cathro. Mm-hmm. Then apparently Craig Levine was in the dressing room at half time and full time. Like that was Maybe. that's undermining Ian Cathro's position as manager. Do you think it would have helped if Craig Levine took a step back and allowed Cathro to look at his own failings? I think I think I think that definitely would so have if helped. Cathro yeah. was allowed to work it out for himself rather than have to publicly be. Yeah, having, like he was having an answer to Craig Levine all the time. Like, so to see if he had like, full control to just do whatever he wants, like not like, yeah, what, like he I had full control mean. to do whatever he wants, then who knows what could have happened. That's what I kind of mean in the sense of maybe if he'd have done it at a smaller club. Yeah. Because Hearts are a big club in Scotland. They have a fan base that expect them to be challenging for the top four. They expect to be challenging for trophies. Yeah. And the Hearts fans obviously weren't getting that, so they were a bit... Because well, who knows, Ian Cathro probably wanted certain players that would fit his style of playing. Then obviously Craig Levine might be like, okay, no, I don't, I don't, I don't really rate that player. So then that's it, Cathro can't get him. No disrespect to a club, a club like Hamilton, right? But say Hamilton sacked Cannon and they brought in Ian Cathro, there would have not been as much uh, intense media presence Scrutiny. on yeah. him at, at, at Hamilton. And he would have been allowed to... And even if, the, if Hamilton went down, he isn't going to be hounded for that because... Hamilton obviously have the smallest budget in the league, the smallest attendance in the league. They are the smallest, but the smallest team. Yeah, the spotlight down. would not be on him because see, ever since he took the Hearts job, the spotlight was on him. He's like a, every every little thing he done got analysed. I mentioned that, that article. He's at a capital club. Yeah, it, like because he was in the spotlight constantly. Every little thing he done analysed, scrutinised, criticised, and he really got any praise. Like even though it was a really bad run, right? He. Even if they would do well, for example, when Hearts beat, Mother, um, they beat, Mother, I, they beat I, when Hearts beat Rangers four one, God knows how that happened. Uh, Catford, even in the media, it wasn't getting a lot of praise. I think Hearts, they were just basically saying poor Rangers, Rangers horror show. That's what they were saying. I think that, that when they beat Mullow, when they beat them comfortably, they got a bit of praise then, and I believe they played Aberdeen the next week, and that was kind of the issue was when he was just getting a bit of. Then it was back to he like, was, he was a bad run of form. He was just getting a bit of form and then he would end up playing a Celtic or a Rangers or what do you think, Aberdeen and what, he would lose. What do you think Ian Cathro's worst result was? What do you think where it just like... I think it was, in fact, I think it was the Hibs getting knocked out of the cup by Hibs. I think that was where it just... That kick-started, that, that's where it just went Hibs were a, downhill from there. Hibs were a better team though. I think Hibs were a better team than Hearts. I know, but it was, I think that's where the Hearts fans were turned on him. Because that was the night, I think that was the night where well, the majority of them were like, no, this is it. pinpoint two managers at Hearts then who both lost the fans at the same result and the same ground. The Nielsen, the I, don't understand, yeah, I, don't, I don't understand why the, the Hearts fans were against Nielsen at that because point. I think Nielsen, it, was, it was seen as... Nielsen, it was stupid. It was seen as... Even though they were knocked out in like the fifth round, was it not? They were seen as... Nielsen was seen as the manager who let Hibs win the cup. 
even though Hearts had, even though Hibs had to go on and beat another like four teams to get the cup, he was still seen as the Hearts manager who let Hibs win the cup. Mm-hmm. Is <coughs> yeah, like so. Ian Caffrey, do you think he'll be back in football as well, a, a manager again? I know he'll be back in the game, obviously being be, a coach. But do you think he'll be a manager again? We'll, we'll see him again. Uh, he, has, he has unfinished business with Scottish football. Yeah. I reckon we'll see him a couple in a couple of years. Hopefully, with a team that he isn't getting, well, he's going to get seen now. No matter what, no matter what team he goes to, he's going to get scrutinised. So hopefully, he goes to a team where it, there is less pressure from the fans. Like, that's a good show what you just said uh, earlier on there like uh, about, about like a, t- a club like Hamilton you can you can see them taking over there maybe like, something maybe like that team, like, maybe if a team from the Premiership got relegated and they ended up in the Championship and they were there and then they appointed Cathro so then Cathro has a solid foundation where he can go in the whole squad because after relegation the whole squad can go do and then you bring in who you want yeah, do you know what club I think he would potentially do well at See Peter Houston left Falkirk or whatever. I think Catherine would fit in well there because well, they've, they've got really solid foundations they've there. They've got, got a good use set up as well. Yeah, but they've got a template they like to follow. Like I think for Ian Catherine to succeed, he needs to be in a club where he's allowed to make his own template. At Falkirk, their template is clearly youth. They bring the youth through with the odd other player that they've got from another team. Their whole focus is making sure their youth come through. So if he didn't bring a youth player through, the, the fans and the board are going to be like, what's going on? So I think maybe a different club where he's allowed to come up with his own. It needs to be, like, even if it's in the championship, it needs to be like a club with like solid foundations in that kind of league as well. Or just even to like Hamilton or come up, something like that. But see, if, see, see, for example, see if, see if Dundee United sorted out their, their off-field trouble and say they failed to get promoted for a couple of years or whatever and he ended up at Dundee United. That's a solid club for him to be at, where he can rebuild the club and he can do and it. Obviously, the spotlight will not be on him. Do it in his own way and then get them back to the Premier League. But obviously, that's all. So, who's going to replace him? That's all you're saying. I've heard rumours of Steve McLaren. I read that and I, I was like, no way. See, that would not, I don't think that would work. Hearts fans have been talking about how oh, he wouldn't he wouldn't take what Levine says. And I was like, well, that's not what you want. You don't want a manager who's going to... You don't want you don't want a yes man, but you also don't want someone that's coming in just to be a complete... That, I don't know if McCart- Steve McLaren would want that to work with a director of football, especially someone like Craig Levine. Uh, I've, heard, ah. I've heard Peter Houston. I've heard some people touting tout him. Stephen Presley. I've heard him as well. Paul Hartley. Heard him as well. I think... The Paul mo- Hartley's a good shout. Yeah, I think the most likely one, in my opinion, I think the favourite for the job has got to be um, Paul Hartley. It's weird. I think it'll be Paul Hartley. There's been many discussions about Paul Hartley when he was doing well at Dundee, where he would end up. Because like, obviously Dun- Dundee are a decent club, yes. But he's made the step from Alloa to Dundee, and then his next logical step was to a Hearts, a, a Hibs, even though he wouldn't go, he wouldn't go to Hibs, a Hearts, a Hibs, and Aberdeen. Like that, that's obviously a step up. But see now that he got sacked from Dundee, for him now to end up at Hearts, that's a bit strange. Considering even when Hearts were bad, they were still ahead of Dundee. So he's moving up, but he's not actually done anything at Dundee. Yeah, it's like, what about Presley? Do you think that would work? Is he Stephen Presley? He's not really had a great managerial he, career, he has he? He done all he could. You could argue he was one of the major guys at Falkirk when it came. He got Falkirk relegated. No, he got him, he got him relegated. But when they went down to the championship, you could argue he was the one that started the whole. He worked with the model of the youth, and he was one of the first managers that was there. They made the semi final a couple of times as well. He was the Scottish man- Cup semi final. He was the manager that was there when that was first kind of brought through, and he worked with it. So he, you could argue, he's one of the major guys in their youth development. And then when he left, 
obviously used to be able to just continue on from there. And I was fluke with the end of that. But I don't know how. I don't know how. He, he was at Coventry. 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 Aye, they were in a bad way. I think they were in administration as well, so he got a raw deal there. I don't think you can judge him off a of Coventry. No, I, you can't. I think he then went to Fleetwood. I don't know. I, I can't say I'm up to date with what he done at Fleetwood. I think he got sacked. Uh, I'm sure he got sacked. But he, the guy doesn't have that. But he doesn't have a bad pedigree in Scotland. Oh, do you know who else? It's a part of my, like in the frame for uh, replacing Ian Caffrey. Sean Derry. Sean Derry's. I think he's a Fleetwood manager. I think I think Hearts are going to go with someone you know. I don't think they're going to go. I, I think they're going to go with someone that he is reliable. And I think as much as I've just obviously shot it down, I think Paul Hartley is. He's a Hearts guy. The Hearts fans. Could, I think it'll be Paul Hartley. The, the Hearts fans could relate to him, and they're going to get behind him. Yeah, I think it'll be Paul Hartley definitely. So let's talk about the game. <laughs> Spent about sixteen minutes talking about Ian Caffrey, but <coughs> it's, it's, we had to talk about it. It's so Celtic won four one, and yet another just more, dominant it's performance. Just, it's just Celtic being. Picking up exactly yeah. where they left off. There was like, some comical defending from Hearts. Hearts, so. Hearts, to their credit, done well for about 29 minutes before they actually conceded. Yeah, and after they, that, it was just they conceded straight, straight downhill. The first goal was just I, just... I just don't know what they were doing. If the Hearts defence all step up at the same time, then Griffiths doesn't get in like that. and Then you get the, 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 the defensive decision-making when Griffiths is in the box... And it's just a scramble. Yeah, see, see, uh, seen that game though, Celtic's passing just looks very fluid. They just look I mean, so well organised. They made one mistake and they got punished for it and that was, I think it was in that, their new sign in Nitchum not closing down the the flick on and then Ginshalvez gets through. And as I, as I said, I'm, I'm not a fan of him. I think Craig Gordon got was scared of the ball. I don't see, understand. See, Craig Gordon. Uh, we spoke about. We spoke about this in the podcast. See, Craig, uh, Craig Gordon was playing in our Rangers, uh, Aberdeen, Hibs Hearts. I think he would struggle. I think it's only because he's got a good defence in front of him, and obviously Celtic are a great team. That's why he's seen as oh, Craig Gordon's great. No, he's not. I think as I, I said this to some, some other he's not a bad keeper, but he's not great as some I, Celtic fans make him out I've to said be. This to some other people that. Apparently the rumour is that Celtic are going to be or Celtic are also are still going for Roberts on loan. Okay. I hope not. <laughs> apparently the deal's back alive, and apparently Celtic are going to be paying him twenty five thousand a week, in this loan deal, and they have to pay Man City something like one point nine, pay them one point nine million for the loan. I don't understand why you want Roberts when you already have Forrest, McGregor, Armstrong. Uh, he's he's who you just but Roberts think. is better than all of them though uh, uh, yeah, he, is, he is better than all of them but those players can easily play in the Premier League fair enough your idea is you want to improve on the Champions League that's it they're only getting Roberts purely just for Champions League but are you trying to tell me their goalkeeper and two centre-backs are good enough for the Champions League I think Sumunovic is their best he's their best defender oh, oh, oh yeah. that's, that's me saying you're playing Kieran Tierney left-back he's their best defender but he's playing left-back you've got Lustig playing right-back that's fine, play them, right? But uh, Sviatchenko, not good enough for the Champions League. Uh, who's this? The other guy they've got, I can't, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Excuse me. But Suminovic, he's their best defender. I don't understand why they haven't went out and bought a centre back. And Brendan Rodgers was saying, and he's, he said, he asked, were you looking at a centre back? Because they're obviously looking at, they were all looking at Stephen Colker. And he's like, oh, he's like, no, we don't want one. And then I think Stephen, see St- uh, Stephen Colker, would he be good enough for the Champions League? I'm not too sure. He's a step up from what they've got. Yeah, he's not a great step up though. He's uh, well, he's played in the Premier League. He's played regular in the Premier League, and yeah, but I don't know if he, I'm not really convinced only, though he would be like it was only, ideal for the Champions League. It was only personal problems that kept him from getting a decent move in the Premier League. 
I mean, he was linked to so many big moves, and then he got he obviously suffered his he's going through his off-field issues. But Craig Gordon is not is not your Champions League goalkeeper. Well, I don't understand why you haven't seen a better goalkeeper. I don't understand why you haven't. Brendan Rodgers was talking about they didn't need a centre back, and then I mean Michael Stewart said it. Michael Stewart said I think that's Brendan Rodgers just saying that because they tried to get someone and then they didn't get one, so they're just going to say they didn't need one. But he did. If Brendan Rodgers wanted this, Brendan Rodgers know that Celtic needed a centre back. It's probably the only weak, the weak spot in their whole team is that other centre back. Because Boyata, Boyata, there we go. That's the other centre back. Yeah, when he first came in, he was horrendous. Boyata but how he's good. actually, he's, he's fairness, not that bad now. In fairness to Boyata, he had a good six months last season. He was good for the second half of the season, but second half of the season they weren't in the Champions League. They were in the Champions League for the first six months. They need someone who's going to be good enough in the Champions League and good enough for the league, which in his defence, Suminovic is. But Sviatchenko isn't, and so neither is Bayata. They're good for wee spells, but they're not consistent. And I think them bringing in Kolker would have would have dealt with that. Then they could have had Suminovic and Kolker and Kieran Tierney and Lustig. Do you think Celtic would be able to keep a hold of Dembele? Yeah. See, if they don't make the Champions League, though, I think it'll be off. I, I think I, it would be off. They'll, they'll, I, I, I think Celtic will get Champions League, and I think Dembele's staying. I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I think Celtic will get Champions League, Champions League but see if they don't. I could possibly see Dembele going. I think it's wishful thinking to think Dembele's going to win. But what about Roberts? Do you think it'll be they'll be able to get him? I've heard because he wants to come back. I've I've heard, I know I've that. Heard, there was rumours that he was spotted in Glasgow Airport like two days ago. I'm sure if the deal was done, it would have been announced by now. But obviously, I don't know the finer details. So yeah, because he said that apparently I've seen some cheesy quotes that he said to Man City. Apparently, he was like, "I want to come home because you know he wants to go back because of Celtic fans. Celtic fans on social media have been sending him messages." If, if he comes back Celtic for a better team, but if he doesn't, then Celtic have just kind of wasted a whole window trying to get Roberts back. And they're going to win the league. They're going to win the league. <laughs> Celtic are going to win the league. Their, their squad is good enough for the league. But if your aim is to retain the treble and get in the Champions League, as I've said previously, I think Celtic will lose this season. Celtic are going to Oh, yeah, Celtic will lose this season. And I've also said I think Celtic are going to lose a cup this season. They're not going to win the treble. Then, I agree, I agree. So, uh, the only realistically, the only they're talking about Celtic are still strong, which they are still strong. But you aren't going to build on that unless you sign players that you need, and they don't need, they don't absolutely need Roberts, but they need a better goalkeeper and they need a better centre back. So how do you see uh, Hearts this season? Yeah, they go defensively. Point. Everyone, everyone at one point is going to lose to Celtic. So, I mean, them losing to Celtic, you can't really judge that. They lost, they lost by three goals at Parkhead. There's going to be other teams that are going to... I think Lafferty will be a uh, good signing for Hearts. Right. If he gets a service, then yeah, you'll be a good signing. If he doesn't act like an idiot, then yeah. And, uh, he's, did, you see, oh, did you see that at the weekend when he was in the dugout? He's starting middle finger up at the Celtic fan. He's a very temperamental... Ah, he's, got, he's got a temper on him, he so he does. To, he needs to focus more on the results on the pitch than what the fans are saying to him. And he only done that for a wee thumbs up from the Rangers fans. That's, that's what he's done it for. He's not done it for... Himself and he's and let's be honest, he hates Celtic. He hates Celtic fans, but uh, with a passion. There'll be, there'll be more teams than Hearts that will go to Celtic and lose by a worse scoreline than what Hearts lost by. So I don't think you can judge them. And what would John Daly think? You'll get it. I don't, uh, I don't see it. I don't see it, but um, I, he knows the squad. If he does get it, he knows the squad. I think Hearts want a more established manager than he'll John stay, Daly. He'll work with. He'll still. He'll still work in the. Oh yeah, well yeah, hundred percent. But I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, they'll probably go for Paul Hartley, and I could probably. I don't see them doing any better than what they've done last season. So, I think mean, you're looking at probably just edging into the top six for Hearts. 
So uh, Ross County uh, beat Dundee 2-1. John James, it was a very scrappy game, wasn't it? It wasn't a very entertaining game, but what was your thoughts? Same as mine. I, I, think, I think Neil McCann hit the nail on the head at the end of the game, basically saying Dundee, and it, Dundee didn't. They weren't, there wasn't enough fight, there wasn't enough bite about them in Ross County. They won the dirty part of the game, so... Yeah. They uh, won the dirty part Ross of the game. Ross County were, they were decent. I thought they were. I think they'll be fine this season. Ross County have all... They've got, they've got the squad. They, <laughs> they'll be fine. They've got the squad that will... Probably anyone bar Celtic will just hate playing. They'll hate playing Ross County, so... Mm-hmm. You know, especially in Dingwall, you'll hate playing them. The fact that they've got the three points away from home in the opening day of the season is a boost for them. Yeah, of course. They'd have been happy with probably taking a point away from Dens. But Dundee, obviously Dundee would have been happy with getting the point as well considering they lost. But do you think Dundee will just their whole like style of play? And do you think it'll just that the whole game would just their the whole game would just evolve around Scott Allen? Do you think? I think there's actually quite a few match winners in that Dundee team. I mean, from obviously I watched. You got McGowan. You got Scott Allen. I watched, obviously have this is obviously after the League Cup fixtures as well. If you've seen Dundee against Ross County, the way they played and what they lacked. They included all of that in the Dundee Derby. They what they didn't have here, they had in the Dundee Derby. And you've seen a lot of the players that they have, like Rory Deacon, uh, Elbak Tui, Mark uh, Haber, McGowan. They're really, I think Dundee are very effective in the final third. They've they got some have, quality actually, players. They actually did for considering what they were lacking. See what they used to have when they had Kane Hemmings and they had Greg Stewart, and those were the players they they revolved around. The players they now have, I had to actually say that. They're better than what they had then because of the fact there's more of them. Because they've got like five match winners in their team now. They had Greg Stewart and Kane Hemmings. They now have like five players that can all pop up with a goal. So mm-hmm. I think they're, they're in a better scenario than what they were in last season. Yeah, because one thing I noticed, any time Scott Allen gets a ball, he just runs at the defence and he just looks for opportunities I would like to get to a goal. See, I would like to see Scott Allen get back to the levels he was at at Hibs because he was a decent player. He was a decent player before he... He's a quality player, yeah. Before he decided to go to Celtic. Yeah, that, that move just ruined him. The completely. only issue that I think that a lot of Dundee fans would have is he's not their player. He's still he's still a Celtic player, he's just on loan at them. Hopefully, if he plays well for Dundee, Celtic are kind of like, right, we're not getting any use for you, so you can go. You can go to another team. Because he shouldn't be rotting on the bench at Celtic. Yeah, not, not at all. Yeah. And he, he suits being the main guy of whatever team. Yeah. And being the main guy of Dundee. There's just too many better players at Celtic for him to get in the squad. As I said, there's there's about five players for Dundee that are good, but he is one of the better ones. He is one of the better ones. I'd probably say Dundee's two, three, three best players, sorry, are probably Scott Allen, Elbeck Tui, and Rory Deacon. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the better players. But uh, there's enough about Dundee, they'll be fine. That was just a poor result. Yeah. They, they, as Neil McCann, and obviously, they won the Dundee Derby last night, yeah. not Dundee United Derby Cup. Uh, and Ross County, on the other hand, Ross, that was as, as. I don't want to sound harsh, but that's probably as good as it gets for Ross County. Like, that performance is how they'll want most fixtures to go. Yeah. They'll want teams to try. Because they are, they're a very tricky team to play against, because Stephen Rangers played them three times last season, we didn't win a game. There's a lot of similarities between Ross County and Hamilton in the way they play, of the like the physical side of it. Yeah, it's but just, Ross County obviously is much Ross, better. Ross County have the better players. Yeah, that's Ross for sure. Ca- Ross County have the players to win the game, like, oh, what's his name, the guy that won the penalty against Celtic last season, and the boy didn't dive. Oh. Uh, Schalke. Um, yeah. Uh, they like him. He he's probably better than any attacker Hamilton's got. So mm-hmm. that's and they've got a lot. Of, obviously, they've lost. Graham, no Graham. Graham. No, 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 no,
their goals, so the yeah. team's going to have to chip in with a lot more goals, but they'll be fine. If, what if about County? Do you think there's any chance for the top six? No. Bill Thistle made it? So no. Never know. No. You never know. Top six. I'm not saying they're made top six, but... Ross, Ca- Ross County will I wouldn't rule it out just yet. They'll, they'll be about where they were last season. They won't be in any relegation trouble, but they won't be anywhere near top six either. They'll be... You never know. Eighth... Eighth is probably a good position for where they'll be. I think that's probably good value for the team they've got. But if team if teams try to play Ross County the way Dundee played Ross County, you're probably going to drop points because that's the way you they want you to play against them. They want you to try and scrap whips. Because Dymo is a very very tough place to go. <coughs> it is. It is. It's and very tough. And Aberdeen are going there this weekend, so you'll see. We'll see. We'll see how Al- this this new look Aberdeen go against that. But and. Uh, I hate playing Ross County. There's a lot of teams in the league now that you just yeah, don't they're want just to play. a really annoying team to play. anytime I remember any time I need to play Ross County last season, like Rangers, and I'll be like, oh god, this could be a nightmare. This if you play, if and you, it was <laughs> if you play the way they want you to play against them, if you don't start your passing early, you don't you don't stretch the play. Ross County are going to bog it down. They're just going to they're going to force you to be so they're going to be narrow. And they're just gonna fly into you. That's what they're gonna yeah, do. That's they're, it. They're, very they're, physical they're, side. They're, I wouldn't say they're a dirty side. They're not dirty. They're, they're very good, physical. They're good at what they do. Like they're in your face. They're, if you know what I'm talking about. Definitely good at what they do. Yeah. Uh, Dundee, and obviously the only part about that is Dundee just bought right in it. Dundee tried to play them at their own game and it just didn't work. And then they, they scored obviously with, with four minutes to go, but they left themselves with too much to do. Yeah. And obviously when you're leaving, when you're leaving someone unmarked six yards out for a header. To make it two 0 then you're you're gonna have problems straight away. So I think Dundee know what know what they've done wrong, and I don't think I don't think you'll see that. Nah, I think Dundee will be fine. Yeah, I think uh, Neil McCann is he's got the right ideas, the right uh, philosophy, so he does. So I uh, Dundee will be fine as well. Same with Ross County. So uh, Kilmarnock got beat by St Johnston two yeah. one at Rugby Park. John James, what do you make of the game? Yeah, another. Ugh. It was an evenly matched game. Yeah, it was a which, very evenly matched, but it wasn't really all that exciting. Which, if you're a St. Johnson fan, you should be worried about. Like you, St. Johnson are a team that, in recent years, have been top top four. Look, getting that Europe, getting that Europe, sneaking in the European back door. If you're, if you're worried if you're only being evenly matched with Kilmarnock. Like, uh, obviously, but I think what proven that is sort of, they took the lead very early on, and well, not very early on, but they didn't. They just didn't get closed down, and Wotherspoon also buries it. Mm-hmm. Kelly have made some decent signings with Greer, Burke, Broadfoot. Bro- Broadfoot Bro- isn't all that bad. Broadfoot is a terrible signing, and I'm not. Gonna, no, I think Broadfoot. I think even when Broadfoot was at Rangers, I thought he was solid. At Bro- just quickly on this one, when Broadfoot was at Rangers, he wasn't <coughs> there to be a first team player. He was there to be a squad player, and he played that role very well. He done that. He done his role well. But yeah, Broadfoot, I think he's a decent signing for Kilmarnock. Um, and Chris Boyd scored a fantastic free kick, didn't he? Oh, I, I couldn't believe that it went in. Oh, okay, it was an absolute belter, yeah. so it was. You could argue that's point. Kelly's only real shot at the game, well, only real chance at getting in from the game, could, was from a set piece. Because see Chris Boyd, though, if you, if you just give Chris Boyd the service, right, if Kermarnock give him good service in the six-yard box, he'll score goals. Because he's a poacher, that's what Chris Boyd is. Yeah. And so Chris Burke at Kermarnock, what do you make of that? He's, I, I think his legs, it. honestly. That was a strange one because he was at county. Yeah, on, even at county, he wasn't all that great. You see, well, he Chris Burke, I think his legs are gone. He's, you, he's not the same player he once was. If you're, uh, that's what I find strange. If your argument is his legs have gone, why have Kelly just signed Burke from Ross County? Like, Ross County is. Probably because McCulloch sees something in him. Like, it just, I think it says a lot, though. Like, what was the deal, though, with county? Like, did he reject the new contract? Or? I, think, I think he was only on 
a one-year contract. I think they just chose not to renew. He's only thirty-three as well. See, so, he, but I think his legs are gone because uh, Chris sure Burton used to be a real I know decent player. Dom Thomas as well. Kelly's name Dom Thomas right from Mullow. I, I just don't un- I just don't understand the sign. I think mean, there's a lot there's a lot of sideward steps going on right now, and that's one of them. Like arguably, he's went to a team that finished below his club, so don't know why you wouldn't want to stay at County. County may have obviously not wanted to keep him, but. I think that could have that brought seems, that. I think you might be right about it that. It does seem like jobs for the boys though going on at Kelly considering they've got Broadfoot, Greer and Burke in the same team. <laughs> but and I'm with McCulloch as manager, so But then again, no McCulloch doesn't <coughs> play uh, with Chris Burke. Rangers man, but <laughs> uh, uh, but see, uh, Lee McCulloch though, I think uh, Kamara will be fine under Lee McCulloch. The, it was interesting though that St. Johnson won the game off the back of the lone returning Michael Halloran, yes, let's speak about that. I was I just about to bring him up. Honestly, see, the Kelly players, the Kelly defence couldn't get anywhere near Michael Halloran. Um, what I found interesting though was, see, St. Johnson a lot, this, a lot over the past three years have made it work through having one big guy, like one major guy in their squad, which has been O'Halloran, Swanson, and this season it looked like it was going to be Stefan Skugel. And, then and obviously they, Stevie May before. And Stevie May before that. So they had, and then you've got, that's, and then they, they had got Skugel this season, and I thought, that's their main man. But then O'Halloran comes back. Yeah, I think Michael O'Halloran, a six month loan at St. Johnson, will do him the world of the good. Right, because I'm, I'm a fan well, of Michael O'Halloran as well. Well, so, Johnson though. Yeah, well, for six months. I think I, honestly, I think obviously St Johnson. I think we'll do well at St Johnson, right? But I think St Johnson will want to extend that. Yeah. But I, the thing I'm really hopeful hope for as a Rangers fan um, is O'Halloran does really well at St Johnson. Then Casinha says, "Okay, this guy's a, a good player." Then he comes back to Rangers and gets a fair chance because I like O'Halloran. He's talented, got great pace and great cross of the ball, great dribbler. So, I, I even under Warburton, he wasn't given a fair chance. Like, he would play good one game, then the next game he wouldn't be all that great, then all of a sudden he'll get dropped, <coughs> which is, he wasn't given a fair chance, he's a quality player, and I hope he does well at St Johnson, then comes back to Rangers and gets a, a good run in the team. But you're a big fan of Michael Halloran, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. I would have took him at Aldi. St Johnson were playing him up front at the weekend, weren't they? I think that's what he came on as, yeah. He came, I think he came on as a striker. Yeah. But so what I found interesting was, Michael Halloran was in the wide position when he scored, but he's travelled all the way over to the other side with the ball and put a bottom corner. And he actually says to the St. Johnson player as he goes over, St. Johnson player gets the ball and you can see him instantly point to his feet and he's asking for it. That's what happens when you give Michael Howell the ball in a position where he can hurt teams. Yeah. I didn't see him get that once at Rangers. Like, I don't know if it was confidence or whatever, but i never seen him, obviously, you, you know more, you'll know more than me. Did you ever see him while he played for Rangers going, I'd actually stand in front of another Rangers player, point to his feet, no, and no, shout for the ball. No, he was very, he was quite, he was very quiet on the pitch. <coughs> That's one thing I really noticed about him. He's done that. He, he's done that at St. John's. He's pointed. He's it. in his comfort zone there, so he has. He's got the ball. I think. I, see, this is what brings me back to the point. I think he's in his comfort zone when he knows he's the main guy. When he knows. At Rangers, he wasn't, and I think one of the other reasons why he wasn't given a fair chance as well because. Warburton was fixated with Barry McKay, and obviously you see that and now he's at Nottingham Forest. He was fixated with him. Yeah, and Wycorn as well Wycorn was seen as the main striker at that point so yeah, I don't understand even under Warburton uh, why Rangers played what uh, Martin Wycorn as a winger he's not a winger he's not he's a striker but yeah O'Halloran uh, up front if he comes back to Rangers I would give it a shot why not so but would you say he's more he's definitely more of a striker than a winger he's, he can do he can obviously do both because he's got the pace but if I was picking a team I'd put Michael Allen up front 
because I think he's. I don't think he's. He's got pace. He can dribble. Not, he can finish. He's as not well. entirely wasted on the wing. But the point is, you want him to be in. You want him to be running. You want uh, out of defence. If you're running, if you're running at a wing back, the wing back, yeah. wing backs nowadays tend to have pace. Yeah, you want him to be running at centre halves, not the wing backs. Because well, see, nowadays as the game's just totally evolved, wing backs are more they they, they have pace. You never get it. You really get well, wing backs that have no pace. He got one run at a defence that included Gordon Greer and Kurt Broadfoot, and he scores from it. <laughs> and of course both of those guys are uh, they're he, extremely slow he gets a run at both he gets a run at the defence and he gets by about four players before he puts that bottom corner do you think that's about uh, do you think this could come back to like haunt Lee McCulloch if he plays gear in Broadfoot as, as his centre halves do you think that would be do you think that's a bad decision because they have like no pace about them whatsoever I mean come on that's another Celtic defender I've just thought of there uh, I mean come on going to suffer from not having that uh, young Ayer was it Ayer the centre back, they had him on loan last season and put him on, uh, used him Christopher Ayer, used him as a centre back, and he was young, obviously had a bit of pace about him, so he's trying to replace that, but he's replacing it with experience, and I think it would have actually been better if Kelly maybe had got him back, and then had someone experienced alongside him, sit alongside him like Gordon Greer, as I said, I wouldn't have went, I wouldn't have went for a cut broadfoot, so. No, I think I think he's a decent player, but yeah, St John's have a lot of options, David Willerspoon as well, and obviously Michael Harron, it's. I've got in the, right in the final third, they've got lots of pace and they'll cause, I think, a lot of defensive problems this season. Yeah. So Hibs are back in the Premiership and <laughs> they beat Partick Thistle 3 1. John James, what do you make of the game? I, I think that Hibs are very. They, we, were all saying, we were all saying about, oh, the world, there's a few rumours going about of, could Hibs be a top six side? Well, Hibs just beat the top six side. They beat the no, I always, I always did say they would make the top six. I think so a, I think you did as well. I, I've said they would be top six. There was a few. I think there was a few fans thinking what gives Hibs the right to be top six, and I was like, well, they've just they've just went and beat a team that got top six last season. So and they did so comfortably, other than getting that wee fifteen minute spell where first of all they took the lead, and then Hibs regained control, played very well, and. So what do you make of signings uh, that have some made? Uh, Stephen Wicketar, Anthony Stokes, Simon Murray. I think they're all decent signings. I mean, well, I mean the only signing I was a bit apprehensive about was Murray. I mean Murray was a bit of a, a weird one, but he's no Jason Cummings replacement. Scored, I think he scored something like eight goals already. Really? I mean that's him counting League Cup, a uh, game against Puff Thistle. So he's scoring goals, and you can't. Really, you can't do you, do you think Hibs will miss Cummings this season? Do you think he'd be a big loss? <laughs> Obviously, I don't think Murray's going to replace the exact amount of goals that uh, Cummings got. But see if you notice the trend perhaps was Cummings team to get all the goals, <laughs> apart from the odd people would chip in. I think you're going to see a, goal, a lot more goals spread out amongst Thibs teams because you've got Martin Boyle there as well and players like Stokes. He's going to get goals. Stokes? He's going to get goals. See Stokes, even his last run, see his last run with Hibs, he wasn't great, far from it. He couldn't even hit double digits. He I couldn't. Think- I think he's going. To I don't. I think I don't think Stokes is a great player. Far from it. If I'm being honest, I think he's pretty rubbish. If I'm being uh, honestly, like he only had one good game at Hibs, and that was a cup final. That was it. All his other games, he was just think, irrelevant. I don't think you can argue that Stokes is a bad player. Considering if you look at his scoring rate in the Premier League, yeah, for teams like Hibs, Falkirk, and even I'm not counting. Even if you don't count Celtic, that, look how many years ago that was. Though. 
I know, but the point is, as a striker, look at Kenny Miller, you don't lose the instinct to hit the back of the net. But he just Stokes, so I think, he, I think he's at Blackburn, I think, last season, didn't work out whatsoever. Even, as I just said, that his last run had in the Championship, bear that in mind, the Championship, he couldn't even hit double, double digits. And he, get, he was there in January, he got there in January, and it was January till May, and he couldn't even hit double digits, the which is quite make, poor. The argument you can make there is he might have not been fully fit. Hibs are going to now give him, they're going to give him game time for the full season, and obviously he's going to be training, and I also don't think they're going to use him in the way that everyone. Uh, Stokes isn't going to be used as a player that's going to be given the ball and expected to run at someone. I think that will be more Simon Murray's job. Right, so to say Hibbs, right? Um, do you think they'll be doing a four four two this season, or just do you think they'll be going two up top? See, I don't know because because they play the four two three one at the weekend. Uh, the I'm sure four two three one, and obviously Murray, uh, in the league at the four two three one, and they played Murray up top with I think it was Swanson behind him, but they could easily switch switch it up and play a four four two. And have Simon Murray up top supporting Stokes, and he does all the running, and Stokes literally just sits in the six-yard box waiting for the ball to come across because they've got players that can do that. With players like Swanson, Boyle. Oh, Swanson is terrific at the weekend. Now. They've got all these players that will find him in the box if he's there to be, if he's there to be picked out, and he scored in the League Cup game against Air as well for him. So, and I think that was a header from the six-yard box. So he's there to be picked out if you can if if you have the service. And I don't think he's going to be used as what Murray's going to be. Murray's going to be used as a workhorse. He's the younger player. He's got more pace. But see, Danny Swanson, I think that's a terrific addition uh, to the Hibs squad. Okay, see, I, honestly, I thought he was outstanding. At the weekend, he contributed to all the Hibs goals. He was just like involved in the play. He was, I thought he was outstanding, really. And he, I think he'll be a, a big signing for Hibs this season. So, Hibs... Where do you see them finishing this season? I know it's very, very early on. It's only one game played. See, but I, I have, I have see at the start of the sports scene intro, I, honestly, I was sitting there just like, oh, just shut up, please. I think it was like a girl came on and she was oh, we're going to finish second. And I'm like, uh, no, you will not finish second. Have, second will be, will be between Rangers and Aberdeen. I, I think, think Hibs maybe fourth. I think they'll get fourth, I think, yeah. I think, I think that's reasonable. I think it's too early to be saying where teams are going to finish, but I don't. I, I think the three teams that are going to finish in the top three are going to be Celtic. And Aberdeen Rangers, and obviously I think Celtic going to be the champions. <coughs> and I think it's really a toss up between who's going to be second. But I don't think Hibs. Let's see. Obviously, it's, this is this season's one game old. Season is one game old, so we don't. Yeah, know. and it's very early on. But so I'm, we're just like uh, I think our opinions will change throughout the whole season. But I'm, I'm honestly, my heart is set on that though. I think heart uh, Hibs will finish fourth, and they will not. There's no chance of finish second. Honestly, absolutely no chance. I mean, you obviously the season the season's still young, and we don't know how Hibs are going to play against teams like Rangers and. Aberdeen's but also when you look at Aberdeen and Rangers squad, <coughs> Aberdeen and Rangers have a much better squad than Hibs, uh, Hibs squad. That that's uh, I think that's safe to say. It is, but obviously nothing's nothing's predictable. So. Yeah, yeah. So what what about Steve Wick, uh, Steve Wick, uh, Wicketer, uh, Steve Wicketer? What do you make uh, Hibs signing him? Think he'll be uh, a if success. He, if Hibs had signed Wicketer on a one year deal, I think that's fine. I think it was a two three they year. They gave him a three year deal, and he's thirty three years old. So I don't understand why they haven't given him a year long. It's a similar to what Aberdeen done with Carrie Arneson. They signed him on a one year deal, and more than likely, if if he so if he shows he can still do it, he'll get an extension. I just don't understand why you've had Whitaker a three year deal where Whitaker now can be like, it doesn't matter if my legs go. I'm gonna I've got a guaranteed contract. For yeah, him. and his fans love him as well. So. He's a, but obviously he's he's shown early that he's a decent signing. The point is, is he still going to be that fit? See what, see, what, I see what that goal though, when the goal was scored, the keeper should have done so much better. I thought it was a decent finish. I thought the keeper should have done better, if I'm being honest. Really. Partick Fissel, I don't know what their aim is, because they're still going to want to be in top six, because they've still got a squad that's capable of being in the top six, but I'm thinking they're going to be more in contention with 
St. Johnston, Hearts. I mean, that's the competition. They, they are going to be the ones going for the tops. They, they, like, two of them will get it and one of them won't. And obviously Partick Thistle are the ones that are going to hope to get it. So that really depends on how St. Johnston and Hearts are going to do this season. But obviously St. Johnston got beat 3-0 by Partick Thistle in the League Cup. So Partick Thistle handedly dealt with St. Johnston. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a, any indication of how Partick Thistle are going to do. So That'll be interesting, yeah. So Aberdeen... Uh, beat Hamilton 2-0 at Pataudry and just uh, last week there Aberdeen went out of the Europa League and so John James what, uh, first of all before we go into the, the Aki's game what do you make Aberdeen getting knocked out of Europe? Well I think Aberdeen fans are obviously disappointed because that was especially when we've seen who they got in the next round they got Mittageland I mean still a team that's, that would have required a bit of effort to beat but considering in recent years we were getting Real Sociedad before we'd even reach the playoffs, so obviously it's a bit of disappointment, but we move on, as we have to do anyway. Yeah, so into the Aki's game, what did you make it? It was an assured performance, I think. Coming off the back of playing in Cyprus, obviously. It was all about three points, that's what it was. See, see when we were 1-0 up against the Aki's, and we were in like, it was like the 70th minute, I think, and Aberdeen fans were getting a bit restless, and you're just like, what have Hamilton done this? Aberdeen were dealing with the threat of Hamilton. They were very rarely getting a shot at Joe. Hamilton were very physical. I thought they were kicking Aberdeen players off the park. Well, see, there's this player they sent him. To- I, don't, I, I, I don't know the pronunciation. It's Tomas or something like that. He's from Spain. Uh, he's played He's played something like 160 minutes. And he's now got three yellow cards for Hamilton. He got sent off, obviously, at Pataudry. And he got, sent, he got a yellow card in the League Cup fixture as well. I don't know if you're just looking for hatchet men, but three yellow cards in 160 minutes of football. Yeah. But uh, the I think mean the red the red card was justified. He's pulled. Yeah, one hundred percent. He's he's brought Christie down and then pulled him down literally two minutes later. Can't argue with it. I mean, although it wasn't a dull game, it was more of a controlled game. If you're an Aberdeen. And if you're a neutral, it was an absolute boring game to watch. I tell you that. <laughs> I mean. Realistically, Hamilton didn't pose much for it, and Aberdeen players were, once it got to a certain point, I mean, in the 70th minute, you could kind of see that they'd, they'd played in 40 degree heat or whatever in Cyprus three days earlier, and it was just about seeing it over the line. Uh, but Scott Wright was phenomenal. Yeah, he had Scott, a good game. Scott Wright Do you think he'd be giving more a chance this season? Well, he played in this game against Hamilton, he played in the League Cup game against Hamilton, he's played, both, he's played well in both games, so I don't see why you don't give him a chance. Did not, I could see last season against this, would he not score? Scored a hat-trick on, yeah. the, a hat-trick on the final day of the season. Uh, he's came on, he came on with like 20 minutes to go in the Europa League as well. The only point out of this, does he get played against teams like Rangers, Hibs, Celtic, does, do we play him in the big games? Um, he's either going to sink or swim if he's in that kind of environment. So, so I, I think I, I, if, I, if I was Denny McInnes, why not? You need to see how the boy does. I think you're going to see him. You're going to see him in recent weeks because we don't play Celtic, Rangers or Hibs until like, I think it's September, like late September. So you're gonna, you're, you've got the whole, the whole month of August that we're going to play games. So I think you'll see him against County and all that. You'll see him against yeah. Hearts. And if he does well, then I don't see why you wouldn't see him against them. But <laughs> it was it was nice to see us get three points against Hamilton without getting any injuries. And, and obviously he beat Hamilton last night, yeah. uh, one down in the League got Cup. Into, got into the quarterfinals. And at a ground, we notoriously struggle at. So it was just all about beating Hamilton in these two weeks. I think oh, the week, I've had a, I've seen enough of Hamilton for a season. And we've, played, and we've only been in, actively playing for like... So Aki's, how do you think they'll do this season? I think they're going down. I, I, yeah, I think everyone says I that. Think, I see. I think I'll start give, every season. I'll give a more in-depth analysis on that and say that 
because they don't have anything. They don't have a striker. They, they, Do they have any real quality players? They have. They, actually they look also at have Ali Crawford. Ali Crawford, have, yeah, but they have uh, Long uh, Longridge. But you, you just like like see Hamilton. They've not got enough decent, like enough good players for Even them to like when, stay up. Michael Devlin, the guy who got injured for them. Yeah. He was appearing on uh, I think it was that STV show. It's on that football. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Is it with Peter Martin and I think, Ruffy? I think so. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know that you need to sign someone when your captain is on that saying Hamilton need a striker. Yeah. So the and even Hamilton fans are saying they need a striker, and they're not yet. They've not got one. Yeah, because Ali Crawford can't <coughs> just like single-handedly keep them in the the Premiership. They need more uh, good enough players. Uh, Templeton, do you think? Templeton came on against us. Do you think Templeton? Well, uh, see if they keep Templeton fit. I think he could be a decent player. I don't understand, unless he's not fit, but he only came on against Aberdeen with like 20 minutes to go, so I don't know if he's not fit, but they need Templeton playing, they need to replace Bingham, because he is not their striker. No. And I, I think it was Michael Devlin who even said it on that thing, it's like, the difference between uh, Aki's and a lot of other teams last season was they didn't have a 15 goal a season striker, Motherwell did. Muddle conceded the same amount of goals, or around about the same amount of goals that Aki's did last season, but they had a striker that contributed. I'm actually goal. quite surprised uh, Ali Crawford's not moved on yet. I thought he would. I thought he, I a, think, a team would have came in for I him. Think uh, are, just I think uh, by now. Aki's are trying to demand a bit of a fee. Anyway. How much though? Uh, I don't know. Probably, I'll probably say <coughs> at most. 700-600k that's I what think, I would say I think nothing are, nothing ridiculous like over a million that I would be obscene people are looking at them and thinking well they've done poorly and he's not done much as either so yeah exactly he's a great player and a really poor team that's what he is and he's not really standing out as well no because we know he's got ability but he's just not really stood out he's not really separated himself from the bunch yet and that's probably why he's like he's struggling so much right now yeah so Rangers uh, beat Motherwell 2-1 at Fur Park. Um, it was not a great Rangers performance by any means. Um, John James, what did you make of the, the game? But it was all about Rangers got the three points, and I that think, was the most important I think thing. What was, I think Rangers fans were getting excited for the first 30 minutes because Rangers looked great. <laughs> Rangers looked like they looked a team. Uh, finally looked a team. And then it just seemed that after the 30-minute mark, then Rangers just kind of... They went back into their shell. Yeah, it was a 4-4-2 we uh, Rangers lined up with. And honestly, I, I was impressed. Uh, first fight match was like, okay, oh. we're doing well. And as the game went on, and we changed the <laughs> system to... What, could you make out that system, well, that, that formation? I thought, I thought when... Obviously like, as the game went on, Cassini changed up the formation, and I could not figure out what we were like, playing. It like Rangers were trying to defend a lead with, like... For 25 minutes Like try and, try and get this formation right It was a 5 It was like it, Danny Wilson was like 5, 4, 3, 4 Something I don't I know don't, what he was going I've for knows. Unless Rangers had another like 15 players on the pitch That they didn't know about Yeah it nearly cost us It nearly cost Rangers I'll tell you that It really did nearly cost I us think, the game I think See what what would annoy me If I was a Rangers fan was Rangers scored in the 4th minute Is it the 4th minute? Yeah Right why did they not keep that same intensity from when they scored that goal? Because Muddle could have easily been out the game before the 30th minute mark if Rangers had kept pressing like that. And then it just seemed like Rangers crept back into their shell. Muddle seemed to ask more questions. Muddle were putting the ball into the box. And that's how they obviously get the goal. Uh, see, Cassini, one thing I didn't really understand was why not just keep the 4-4-2 system? Why, what's the need to change it up? Because we've we obviously seen, right, that as soon as you change it up, 
Rangers started to we started to struggle, so we did, and we were like sitting off Motherwell, we were giving them like free reign to create chances and potentially score a goal. And but yeah, Graham Dorrance uh, scored two goals. Uh, Graham Dorrance was outstanding uh, for Rangers, so he was. And I think Graham Dorrance, if he keeps this reign of form going, and if he keeps this if he keeps this reign of form going and stays fit. I think he will be Rangers Player of the Year. Honestly, he has the potential. I don't think you have to expect another like. I don't don't expect two goals from every game. But no, but he just contributes <coughs> so well to our play. He really does. And Ryan Jack had a very tidy performance. So he did. That Ryan Jack, I was that's, very that's impressed. What he does though. He, Ryan Jack. He's not a goal scorer. He, he, did, he would get the occasional assist, but. Ryan Jack, right? He's a very safe, tidy player, which I like. He contributes well. As I said, he contributes well to the Wait play. And like like Graham Donners, not Graham Donners and Jack, very different players. But Jack contributes to the play well. Wait until Rangers are chasing a game, and then when Ryan Jack picks up the ball, about. Wait, 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 Four five years ago. No, it was it four or five years? <laughs> well, I've not. It was not four five years ago. I've not liked him since he got the captaincy, and he's been captain. He was captain for two years. So you're talking around about at least minimum two years. I've not liked him. Sorry, we had a wee interruption there. So with John James, we're talking about Ryan Jack. Yeah. And how great Ryan Jack you know, is, and how. Salty and bitter you no, are no, 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 because no. he rejected the dance to come to the most successful club in the world, Rangers. My, my the problem I have with Ryan Jack is that he. He slows down the play, and when you're when obviously an Aberdeen team under McInnes is largely based around fast moving football where we aim to get we catch teams quickly. Ryan Jack did he, not. He wasn't really doing that at the weekend though. He did, at all. He did not suit our style where the ball would get passed in him. Fair enough. I'll, I'll give him his due. He did fill he, he filled the gap nicely between the midfield and defence where he picked up the ball. However, when he picks up that ball, I'm expecting him to turn. And at the time we had Hazel again. And I'm thinking, you've put that in that wing so they can run at the team so you can quickly catch them. Now, see when he dilly dallies and makes a sideboard pass, you can understand the outrage of why Aberdeen fans lost their eye with him very quickly. He looks like a different player at Rangers, though, compared to he's what he was at Aberdeen. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, it's still early on, right? And I'll get to I'll get to I'll get to Rangers fans. I'll get to Rangers. We knew you always talk no, over each other, don't no. we? We you always talk over each other. Um, no, but the thing is, so I'll get to this uh, later on <clears throat> about Rangers fans getting a bit too excited, right? But Brian Jack, though, um, <coughs> from that from that game there, he just looks like a I don't know. He just looks like a different player from what from what he was at Aberdeen compared to like now at Rangers. So. I think Ryan Jack will be a good sign for Rangers and I think it'll get better as the season goes on. I think what, what Rangers need to take from that game is Rangers have the potential to be a good side but they always have the potential to ruin the game themselves because let's, let's be honest, Muddle should have took a point from that game if it wasn't for Fodringham or the post. I yeah, mean, like, yeah, I think definitely Rangers uh, be rode our luck uh, towards the end. They definitely did. And Fodringham's just a, a terrific goalkeeper and... Uh, I can't <laughs> praise them enough. I think another thing that Rangers need to take from it is well, realistically, you just won that game off a penalty. Uh, that's fair, that's fair because Rangers. It was a stonewaller, yeah, Rangers as well. Needed, uh, it was a stonewall penalty, but realistically, Rangers fans need to. Rangers need to. They need to score. But obviously, that was the first goal they scored. See, when Rangers are on top, they need to score. And 
a lot. They missed a lot of opportunities. Like Kenny Miller's missed an open goal. See if that. Pen- then again, though, when you look at it, the ball was coming at a real yeah. quick. The ball was coming at a quick pace. It was coming fast, and the ball was bouncing as well. So regardless of the scenario, the, I, w- I would let the Miller away with that one. The opportunity was missed. Rangers didn't score a goal from open play, and then they got the penalty and they won. Obviously, the open goal, they, they got Dorns on open play in four minutes, but. Rangers played well, then played badly, then rode their luck, then missed their chances, um, and then the game ended. Josh Windass. And obviously, I can't comment on Josh Windass. I don't see him enough to. Josh Windass actually had a good game. He actually had a good game. And Rangers fans, certain Rangers fans, saying he's going to tear it up this season. Right. <laughs> see, last season, Josh Windass <coughs> did not have one good game. He's had, he had a good game against Motherwell. I'll give him that. But he gets fans' tickets. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> yeah, so Josh Windass, um I just, I, honestly, I just do not rate him at all. Like, last night against uh, Dunfermline at Ibrox, he didn't have a great game. Um, he didn't have, it's not like he was poor, but he wasn't great either, right? He had one good game against Motherwell last season, he didn't even have a good game at all. I just don't rate him. And of course that run was terrific, right? That's only see if right see Josh Windash, right? See if he had to leave Rangers and if you had to make a highlight package of Josh Windash, right? It would be the run. It would just be world. that run. It would just be that uh, run and how many's hair and his hairband and all that kind of stuff. That's all that's all it'll be. So I don't rate I don't rate him at all, right? And Rangers fans need to calm down. I think some Rangers fans really need to stop getting too excited. Because I feel as though some Rangers fans have short memories because every Rangers fan is, well not every Rangers fan, majority of Rangers fans are seeming to forget we went out to progress in the first <laughs> round of the Europa League right, and we beat Motherwell, good three points beat Dunfermline last night, 6-0 it was an entertaining performance but come on guys, it was Dunfermline, right, enjoyed the game entertaining, but we're two games in right? Two we played two uh, games and we've won both, but Rangers fans need to calm down uh, uh, because Cassina's still on borrowed time as it is, right? And I'm still expecting, remember I said in the last podcast, I'm still expecting that target 16 points from the first six games. So Cassina, in my opinion, still I'm still not convinced, far from it. But uh, honestly, uh, the Motherwell result was, uh, was a good three points. Realistically, Rangers' first test is obviously first of a few tests coming up. Hibs are going to be a, they're going to be the biggest step up of opposition that Rangers have had with the new team because Hibs, Hibs are better than Progress as well. Even though, even though obviously Progress. I would say hat off anyone like God knows many teams in Scotland are better than Hibs Progress. Hibs are the best team that this new look Rangers team are going are, are playing that have so far. So see if they get a negative. Not even see if they get a negative result. Then that kind of what, what I want to know what the Rangers fans' opinion are going to be then because Hibs are they're going to be a team that's up there. And obviously the major tests that go, there's pro- I'd say there's probably four tests, and one of them's not even that big because it's Hearts. So <laughs> I think Hibs, are, <coughs> the tests are Celtic. Celtic's the biggest test for everyone. Then you've got Aberdeen. Aberdeen's more of a where are you, where are Rangers going to finish test because if Rangers beat Aberdeen last season, it was Rangers beat Aberdeen. Aberdeen beat Rangers. Yeah. Rangers beat Aberdeen. Aberdeen beat Rangers. So it was kind of. But obviously, Aberdeen were winning against the lesser teams, which made them elevate position. Yeah, and the Warburton even played a factor in that as well. But, and Rangers finished third. Uh, Rangers that's a major test is Hibs so if they beat Hibs then maybe look, this team's doing something they beat Hearts then that's another team you beat 
But obviously, if he won a fir- see if he won our first six games, right, or just get sixteen points from the first six games, I would say okay, wait and see. And but any team, any team, including Aberdeen, Celtic, Hibs, the aim has got to be you win your rem- your opening games. Obviously, you play Hibs, so it's a bit more complicated. Aberdeen don't play anyone major apart from Hearts, I think. Yeah. Obviously, we've got difficult, we've got tif- difficult games like uh, County away. That's a difficult game, uh, but we need to, we should be winning them. Hearts is our major test, and in that time, we also want to get to a semi final. That's everyone's aim. Hibs, Rangers, Celtic, that semi final. That's where you mm-hmm. want to be. You want to win your opening games and get to the semi final. That is where you're like. That is success. That is where you want to be in the opening season. So. It really depends where Rangers. If Rangers can achieve that, then, then, then you start to look to. I think it's September. Is that when the first Aberdeen and Celtic, uh, and then Aberdeen and Celtic game comes for yeah, Rangers? So, so that September is where you. September is where you book that place in the semi final. Like that, I mean, that's when the the quarterfinals are p- played. So you can be in the semi final, and then you get the major test. So, and more than likely, if you get to the semi final and Aberdeen, Hibs, and Celtic get to the semi final, you're getting a big team in the semi final anyway. Mm. So it sets you up for what is going to be the remainder of the season. Yeah, and so just uh, going back to Rangers team, um, Bruno Alves and Cardoso, I think that'll be a solid partnership. Uh, I think um, the impre- I, I like I, I like how they're getting on so far, and I, I think Alves is an absolute animal. <laughs> he'll be a yeah, I think he'd be a good signing for us. Uh, Cardoso as well. He looks uh, very capable and solid. Um, Apart from his play acting, which I didn't enjoy. Come on, it's a foreigner. What, 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 what do you expect? Lying unconscious on the ground after a vicious flying elbow. And he was selling it well, wasn't it? <laughs> Wrestle fans don't know what that means. Yeah, so Morales as well. I think he will be a good player as well. The stats back it up. He's got bags of pace. He can finish. I think he'll do well. And yeah, it's a Wycon. Martin Wycon um, is left left Rangers. I'm quite quite gutted about that because you know I'm a big Martin Wycon fan. Um, signed Wycon Championship, scored thirty plus goals for us. Um, he was a top goal scorer last season. We signed Wycon for about two hundred k. I know the fee is undisclosed, so I don't know how much it is. Obviously, Rangers have made profit from it. Realistically, it's so. going to be a sign. It's it's a it's a move Rangers had to do because. Wycon symbolises, for me anyway, or someone outside looking in, Wycon symbolises Rangers in the Championship, and he couldn't quite handle it in the Premiership, and that's the type of point. I think it was just a confidence issue with Wycon, yeah, you know? You can't, at this point, when Rangers, if Rangers want, if the fans want Rangers to be where they need to be, then you can't have a player that's temperamental, you need to have a player that's going to do it consistently. And I think that symbolises what Rangers. What but then again, though, see, last season, not none of the players were like consistent every game apart from like Miller. I think everyone, no, there was no one that was really consistent. Yeah, well, the point of that, the point you can make on the flip side of that is only three players that were in the Rangers team last year started against Miller, so he's changed that. He's got rid of these most of them. I think mean, I think the only ones that stayed is Fodringham, Miller, and mm. the third one is. With Tavenier, but he. Yeah, with Tavenier. Yeah. So the only three are they. T- I'm the trying to think who else. You okay. got Wilson. You got Wilson as well. Well, Wilson came on obviously. Yeah, yeah. So at the start, well, ta- uh, 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 yeah, the yeah. starting eleven from that team in Marlowe, only three of them were in that team last season, and Rangers fans were talking about how they need changes. There's the change. And if Wycon uh, wasn't in that, then what's the point keeping him? Oh, see Hodgson though. Um, <coughs> Hodgson. Well, Hod- if, if did Hodgson start? Yeah. Yeah, oh, right, Hodgson started. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I thought you were just sorry. I thought you were talking about just in general who's still left from that uh, championship group. Yeah, so I right, Hodgson definitely started. Um, so 
I think Hodgson is kind of like in that Kurt Broadfoot uh, role where he's he's not there to be a first team player. He's there to be a squad player, and I think Hodgson has done that role like fairly well. And yeah, so good, re- good result for Rangers. Mother, so Motherwell, yeah, but, uh, sorry, we've barely spoken about Motherwell. Sorry, Motherwell fans. Yeah, uh, Louis Moult. He had a horror show on Saturday, that, uh, Sunday, sorry, didn't he? Uh, I wouldn't have just uh, literally as we've been doing the podcast. I wouldn't have signed Stevie May on a four-year deal. Yeah. So it looks like I wouldn't uh, be going for Louis Moult. Yep. And yeah, he had that absolute horror show on the that, Sunday. That would that would you believe? If Louis Moult isn't signing for Aberdeen, is his head been turned? Because that that performance was. Awful. Yeah, he just he, missed, he, he didn't like himself whatsoever. He from four yards. Yeah, four, that's not like him. And he he would usually bury those kind of he uh, chances. Missed, he missed from four yards. He's given away a penalty. He's also, in some cases, lucky to stay on the pitch where a challenge he's made on Dorans. So it looks like he just had a complete nightmare. So I've seen a few Mullow fans saying that as well. He looked like he was preoccupied, but he was, he was, he's out yeah. with someone else. Whether that was thinking about Aberdeen making another bid, which didn't happen obviously, or maybe Rangers, they were linked as well, maybe Rangers coming in and making a bid, but I don't see Rangers coming in and making uh, a bid. We don't need Louis Malt. So honestly, but I don't think Rangers and I don't see need Louis Malt uh, at all. Hibs, Hibs have just signed Stokes, so I don't see Hibs coming in another bid. Yeah, I f- see. Uh, I think <laughs> we've done our business now, right? But I think if we, I think if we, if we had to get one more player in, right, it's not at the be all and end all though, but it'll be ideal to get him in. It'll be good. It'll be Jamie Walker. I think we need to get another winger. And then, but it's not the end of the world if we don't get Jamie Walker. <clears throat> but it would be nice to get him in because obviously we lost Barry McKay. And I, Jimmy Walker, he obviously wants to come to Rangers. He does, he wants out. Uh, I don't know if you've heard or noticed that he's been liking a lot of uh, Rangers Instagram posts, I've, I've, followed all I the have, players. I've given my opinion on players that do that and not going to go into that. He wants out. Do you think Jimmy Walker will end up at Rangers? I don't think he's going to end up at Rangers this window. I think mean, he might end up at Rangers in January. When's his contract up? End of the season. Ooh, I, I, think, I think Hearts are going to try and do a deal where they either agree to keep him for a wee while because Hearts need someone to come in if they yeah. lose him. And I think Hearts might try and make a deal where you can have him in January where you offer a cut price deal and you can, they, you can have him in January and it gives Hearts time to scout and then bring someone else in January. Yeah. But then again, Rangers could, also, Rangers could, could, could quite rightly play funny buggers with that and then say, well, we're not giving you a full fee in January because he's out of contract in six months. Mm-hmm. And then that that comes a lot down to would Rangers be willing to play fair and not just offer him a, a pre contract and then he signs that so they don't need to get anything. Yeah. But obviously, they'd still need a development fee there anyway, but it's not going to be in near as much comparison as what a transfer fee would be. Mm-hmm. But if Hearts want a million, they need to do this window. Mm-hmm. Well, if they want anything near a million, they need to do this window because Rangers will not offer anything above 500k in January. Especially, oh God, when, no. especially when they could just offer him a pre-contract and he says yes. It's a tricky contract. situation for Hearts, so it, is. it, it really is. Ideally, you wouldn't want to sell to Rangers, which is understandable because as a team in your division, you don't want to make that, that deal. But obviously, he's kind of forcing their hand by doing all this, which in my opinion, obviously, is unprofessional. You don't do that. You don't, you don't, you can, behind closed doors, don't do it where everyone can see it. I mean, that's a bit disrespectful. So we had the uh, League Cup games from Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, John James, want to run down the results? Oh, uh, yeah, Celtic 5, Kilmarnock 0. It's a bit of a scalping. Oh, yeah, I, I heard <laughs> of uh, a couple of Celtic fans that Kelly were rank rotten. They were, that was the worst uh, Kelly I've been in ages. I think the average age of Celtic's defence was 20. And Celtic had the, they had the, their youth they side had, out effectively. They had two, they had, I'm pretty sure they had two players making their debut. 
So, it's not good signs. Worrying. Uh, Hibs beat Air 5 0. Rangers obviously demolished them firm on 6 0. Very entertaining game. Uh, probably a very entertaining performance. And then on the flip side of that, a very unentertaining game. <laughs> Hamilton 0, Aberdeen 1, which was just getting the monkey off. Mm-hmm. was just getting the monkey off Aberdeen's back at the stadium. Uh, then you had the surprise of the round. Uh, Falkirk 1, Livingston 2. Mm-hmm. St Johnson 0, Partick Rizzo 3. Ross County 2, Motherwell 3 after extra time. And then you had the main event, the, the game I watched, Dundee 2, Dundee United 1. So what, did, what, what was the game like? Um, As I said... Oh, I've I seen, I seen a couple of highlights, I've seen uh, two of Dundee's goals, two absolute screamers. Uh, it was the compl- Paul McGowan and back to it. As I said earlier, it was the complete opposite of the performance against uh, Ross County. When they did go in for challenges, they, were, they weren't vicious, they were, they were just... They were determined, they, they won every second ball. They were great for the first half when they went one when they went one nil up. I thought there's no way Dundee United are gonna we're gonna survive this. If it was Dundee United last season, they would have crumbled. Dundee United would have crumbled last season. In their defence, Dundee United looked a lot better than what they did last season. It's just Dundee have a better team. But in first Dundee United, they equalised in the first half when Dundee were dominant. Mm-hmm. And then obviously that made it a more interesting second half. And when the second half went, it was just frantic, just frantic for mm-hmm. Derby football, and it was great. It was see actually. I actually very much enjoyed they put that game on BT Sport rather than Dunfermline v Rangers or Aberdeen v Hamilton mm-hmm. or Celtic v yeah, of course. Kelly because this game was between two rivals, 10,000 people through the gate. So a good advert for Scottish football? It was a good advert, 10,000 people through the gate as well, which for obviously Dundee, one of the one of the smaller cities, to have two teams in it, there's been a lot of debate about having two teams in that city, Yeah. and to have 10,000 people coming through the gate at Dens. Great for Dundee as well. So we've had two Dundee derbies and it's only August. There was a bit of, there was a bit of a thing about having two derbies two weeks apart and I was like, well, this one was a blockbuster. Yeah. So, uh, and then obviously Paul McGowan wins the game with a phenomenal strike. Oh, so. Of course, yeah. What do you make of Cammy Bell? <coughs> this whole situation with Cammy Bell? I, it's strange. It's just a weird one because I actually think Cammy Bell was one of Dundee United's Dund- better players. The Dundee United keeper that was playing in this derby was not better than Cammy Bell. I mean, do you not think? And I mean, there was a point, there was a point made uh, in the, when I was watching the live. Was Sorry, did you say he's not better than Cammy? Not better than Cammy Bell. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was when I was watching, even it was point. I think it was Chris Sutton that was pointing out. He's like, I'm I'm not assured by this Dundee United keeper. But every time the cross was coming in, he was punching it away. And he's like, hold it. And he's like, I just don't understand. It's a weird situation. Do you think it's like Dundee United can't afford to pay him anymore, or what is it? I don't know if it's just really maybe, weird. I don't know if it's just maybe his face doesn't fit because. Dundee United had signed a, lo- a keeper on loan anyway, like even when they had Cammy Bell. So I don't know if they were always planning on kind of getting rid of him anyway, because they had three keepers. They had three keepers when Bell was there, so they had to get rid of one. And obviously these two keepers, I believe, are younger than him. Yeah. So I don't know if it was just a case of they were trying to bring a bit more youth into their team. I think Bell could easily do a job <coughs> in the Premiership for a team like well, Hamilton. He's at Kelly, so... Yeah, like... Oh, is it... Oh, he signed for Kelly. Oh, I didn't know that, actually. So he's back, I didn't know. He's back at Kelly. Was that, did he sign for Kamal, like, right away? Uh-huh, so... I didn't even know so that. So you've now got Jamie McDonald and Cammy Bell on that team, so... Two very solid goalkeepers. They, I'm pretty sure it was Kelly had this... No, it was Hamilton, I'm thinking of, that last year had two keepers that could easily be their number one and were battling for that number one spot, but Cammy Bell and Jamie McDonald could easily be number one, so... Yeah, I remember we had that, uh, well, Rangers had that in the championship. We had, obviously, obviously Fodderium, and then we had Bell on the bench. So. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, I think McDonald, I think McDonald's a solid keeper, so yes. it's going to take something for him not to be their keeper. Mm-hmm. And Bell's not going to get the chance unless McDonald's I think they'll be fighting uh, over the number one spot, which would be, 
It's healthy competition, that's what you want. Yeah, it's healthy competition, but realistically, both of them aren't the youngest, so it's a bit of a weird... Obviously, he played at Kilmarnock before he went to Rangers, so it's a bit of a weird career choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could have went elsewhere and been number one. Like, if he'd have said, I'll go to the Premiership, I'm pretty sure he'd have had about seven, maybe seven clubs wanting him. Mm-hmm. Apart from the, the top five. That, that was the only club that probably wouldn't have took him. Yeah. But, uh, the, and then the draw... The draw yeah. for the League Cup quarterfinals. The draw? Uh, have you actually got the draw there? Yeah, I do. It's Magic. Hibs at home to Livingston. Dundee were awarded with a home tie against Celtic. Uh, Part of host Rangers and Motherwell host Aberdeen. Hmm. Uh, I thought that'd be, it's going to be interesting. So as I think uh, it's a favourable draw for Rangers. I think, I think Rangers will beat Party Tissot uh, paper, at Furhill. On paper just looking and at the And relive that fateful day. That pa- great pa- day at Furhill. Pitch invasions. <laughs> On paper, Over on paper, looking at it, I think your semi-finals are going to be Hibs, Celtic, Rangers and Aberdeen. Tasty, which, which very tasty. a repeat of the Scottish Cup. Very tasty. Well, that's what you want, you want. Yeah. People, people always talk about the League Cup being this B Cup. Now, if you're having four of the biggest clubs in Scotland competing for it, then it gets a bit of, gets yeah. a bit of magic about it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this weekend's fixtures? <coughs> uh, oh. Up. Yep. Uh, the weekend fixtures obviously go on. Want to start with the game of the day? Oh, the game of the weekend, sorry. <laughs> Rangers v Hibs. <coughs> well, I'm looking forward to this one. I'll, I will be in attendance uh, and well, I cannot wait. First, first off, on the Friday night, Friday night you have part of this will be Celtic. That's on the Friday night. Right, so let's do scoring predictions. Well, right, so Thistle and Celtic. Thistle and I'll go for a. Go for a a 3-0 Celtic one. You're not going for your Thistle to get a point again against Celtic like you did last year? I thought, man, I thought my reasons for... Uh, no, I actually said Thistle would beat Celtic, actually. No, I, I thought my reasons were solid. So, I think I'll go, a, I'll go a comfortable 4-1 Celtic. I'm going a 3-0 Celtic one. It's on the Saturday, it is obviously... Rangers v Hibs, that is the game of the weekend. First time Rangers, but uh, the first time Rangers and Hibs will be playing Rangers since Hibs, the yeah. Scottish Cup final in twenty sixteen. So it's going to be a real. The atmosphere is <coughs> going to be fantastic. It's going to be toxic. It's going to be tense. It's. I'm. I'm looking for. It's like a mini old fun game. Uh, honestly, I have not been this excited for a football game in a long time. Like, so I cannot I'm wait so for you, this. You've now got it on record. You've got it on recorded evidence. So Hib- Rangers fans cannot say there is no rivalry between Hibs and Rangers. There is. Oh, there is. <laughs> there is. It, it all started obviously because of that cup final, right? That's where it started. Uh, See, yeah. I wouldn't even say it started the cup final. I think it started before it was like. I think it started in that championship season. I think that was kind of. Yeah, like, it wasn't as bad. Yeah, it was like yeah, we don't Rangers fans. We don't like Hibs. Yeah, but see when after that cup final, that's when it just became. Real and heated. So, I'm going to go with. Uh, it's going to be a tight game. I'm going to go with. Uh, I think Rangers will edge it two one. Two I'm, one. I'm, I'm going to go the opposite because I've been saying for the last three weeks that of I, think, I think Hibs were going to win it. So I can't go against myself. So I think Hibs. I think Hibs are going to do the opposite and nick it two one as well. So, uh, Hamilton Dundee at at Aki's. Um, I'm going to go with a one nil Dundee one. We'll go two nil. Two nil Dundee. Uh, Kelly v Hearts at Rugby Park. Oh, that's quite intriguing. I can see Kelly nicking this. So actually, I don't know because I think Hearts Hearts didn't even do particularly bad at Celtic. I'm gonna go with a. I'm gonna go with a two one Hearts win. See, because I can't decide. I'm just gonna go in the middle and say Kelly one Hearts one. I'm gonna go with a two one Hearts one. Yeah, you've done that. Uh, Ross County host Aberdeen. I'm gonna go. With that's a, oh, that's gonna be. I'm gonna go with an absolutely horrible. Ugly, disgusting 1-0 win for Aberdeen. 
<laughs> horrible, disgusting one now. It's gonna be everything. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be just the hor- most horrible fixture, and that's gonna take the three points. I think I'll go with a really boring nil-nil. <laughs> a uh, really boring nil-nil. Saint Johnson, Hoth, and Mullow. Bear in mind, Mullow and Ross County went. Through. And obviously, Saint Johnson got beat three 0 off this one. Bear in mind, Mullow and Ross County both went through extra time just on the Wednesday night. Yep. So. Um, a bit of fatigue. I'm going to go with 2-1 St. Johnson. I'm going to go with a 1-0 St. Johnson one. And that's all the fixtures. Unless we want to do the Scottish Championship, do the, the main games in the Scottish Championship. Dundee United v Queen of the South at home. Uh, yeah. Dundee United v Queen of the South. Go. Dundee, oh, Dundee United v Queen of the South. I'll go 2-0 uh, Dundee United. But I'll probably go agree with that one. Dunfermline host Inverness. Inverness lost uh, their opening game. John Robertson, that's a... I don't know why. I'll probably go for... um, 2-1 Inverness. And I'm guessing this is the game of the championship. Morton beat St Mirren. Oh, St Mirren, they won their opening game. Beat Falkirk, 3-1. I'm going to go with... I think St Mirren will keep up uh, a decent run of form. And I'm going to go with uh, St Mirren... 3-1. I'll go 3-2 St. And we as well do the rest of the games. Falkirk, Dumbarton. Falkirk, well, 4-1. 2-0 Falkirk. And Breaking Livingston. Oh, one each. I'll take Livingston to win that 2-1. Mm-hmm. And then that's us the Premiership and the Championship. No. That, that's that. That's, that, is that, that's that. that. So that's us back for the opening season. John James, a pleasure as always. One hour and 16 minutes. <laughs> it's a long episode. So, John James, uh, until next time, uh, take care. And hopefully, I'll be celebrating a Rangers win this weekend. <laughs> and you'll be celebrating an a, ugly, horrible, either a draw or no win. A, a draw or defeat. So, until next time, guys, take care and we will see you soon. <laughs>